Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. Welcome everybody in to the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil coming at you. Officially summer break. I believe we've done one podcast so far on the summer, but it feels like we're just continuing to roll with the news, Eric. Well, if we're going to be technical about it, Rachel, summer doesn't start till June 21st. Technically, so it's technically you're correct. Spring, but yeah, it's summer break for us. And uh, yeah, still a lot going on, as I think we mentioned on the last podcast, that it's going to be a short summer for the WAC, but that's a good thing because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening. You know, we've got football joining here and with a bunch of new schools coming on July 1st, which is only a short time away, which is still crazy. But yeah, lots of other news going on. So we'll start with Dixie State. So Dixie is actually in the transitioning stages of changing their name, Eric. Looks like they're going with Utah Tech. Uh, I think technically it's Utah Polytechnic uh, University. And uh, they've, they've done some focus groups. Obviously, they wanted to uh, do a rebranding. And uh, it's been Dixie State for a long time and uh, uh, trying to figure out what a good name there is. And of course, they're in the state of Utah. Uh, and you kind of start looking at, uh, you know, incorporating the Utah names. There's already Utah University. There's already Utah State. There's already Southern Utah. There's, uh, you know, so many schools in Utah. And, uh, they are a, a pretty heavy technological uh, university there. So uh, Utah Tech seems to be uh, where they're headed with that. I'm not exactly sure, Rachel, uh, when that name change will take place, but uh, I'm sure we can get Jason Booth or, or somebody from Dixie State on the podcast in the not too distant future to talk about that. Yeah, we definitely will have to. It'll be interesting because I know there were quite a few names that were kind of going around for these focus groups. So it's interesting to see how they landed on one. I always like the background stories there. And we're also, we love good sponsors uh, here at the WAC. And so we just want to give a huge shout out to Van Wagner as we have continued our contract with them. So huge shout out to Van Wagner as well. Yeah, Van Wagner is the group that we do our multimedia uh, rights uh, contract with. So they bring in a lot of sponsors like Hercules Tires that we have for the WAC podcast. So uh, we're continuing that partnership with uh, Van Wagner. Uh, and huge thank you again to them. And then we look at baseball and California Baptist pitcher CJ Culpepper was named an All-American. Congratulations to him. Named a, an All-American as a true freshman. So what a year CJ Culpepper had. Uh, third team All-American by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. He was our WAC freshman of the year. Uh, he He's uh, had 13 saves, uh, which is a single season record for CBU. So well, what a bright future for CJ Culpepper and being named All-American as a freshman. That doesn't happen very often, Rachel. That does not happen at all. You're correct. Yeah. Huge congratulations to him. A bright future ahead as well. And then we look at all of the sports kind of starting to get a little bit more together in the summer, especially basketball, one of the top ones people tend to uh, look at. They're doing our summer camps right now. They're having kids come in. They're doing lessons with all of them. And then they're starting to get together and doing those team bonding things that we see to prepare for the season. It's crazy how it doesn't really start until October and yet here we are in June and they're starting to get together to do that team bonding. Well, this is the time you get better. Rachel is during the summer. That's when you put the work in uh, to get better when the season does roll around in October. And uh, it's also a chance to extend the brand and, and you have kids come mm -hmm. in and, and do your team camps or individual camps for basketball. And 
uh, you know, looking back, Rachel, I, I don't know if you were Hooper uh, growing up, but uh, that's probably some of my fondest memories were going to basketball camp in June. I did play a little bit of basketball, not very long, although I will say my dad used to say that if I would have kept with it, I probably could have been pretty good, but I went with the swimming route anyways. Uh, so I don't ever think I attended a basketball summer camp, um, but I had a lot of friends who did, and I know that they loved every single moment of it too. So it's always fun, and you get to see all the athletes go out there and interact with different kids, and that's just fun. And uh, Eric, we had talked about this in the office, actually, but I think it's worth a mention. Uh, we have a player who seems like he's been here in the WAC for forever, and he's coming back for another year with the Aggies. Yeah, Johnny McCants. Um, he's one of those guys because he, he's been such an impact player since he was a freshman. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we have the COVID year, uh, so seniors can come back for another year, and Johnny McCants electing to come back to Las Cruces. Of course, he's a Las Cruces native, uh, so but uh, what a player he's been over the years. I know you've had a chance to interview him on Whack All Access uh, and at the uh, tournament, those kind of things. And he, he's a real asset for New Mexico State. So uh, a real feather in the cap for Chris Jans to get him back for another year. Absolutely. And then we look towards the NBA and we've got quite a few players that have stuck around from the Whack now in the NBA. But Paul George is one of them who's still in the playoffs. Yeah, people might not remember, but uh, Paul George, when he turned pro back in 2010, was uh, a member of Fresno State, where he went to school, was a member of the WAC. He was second team all WAC that year, and then he was uh, selected in the uh, top 15 of that year's NBA draft, and he's, of course, had a tremendous NBA career, multiple NBA All-Star, and now that we're in the NBA playoffs, he's playing for the Clippers, and uh, Kawhi Leonard goes down. Uh, for the rest of the season. And Paul George, uh, as they call him, playoff P, stepped up big time the other night, scoring 37 points with 16 rebounds, five assists. So just uh, just more of a uh, note of emphasis here that uh, Paul George is a former uh, WAC uh, player, uh, which uh, people might not remember that. Uh, Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick while we're talking about the NBA. The Denver Nuggets were obviously both from Colorado. They're out. So who's your pick to win the finals? Uh, who is my pick? It's interesting because I think all the remaining teams, uh, Rachel, other than Milwaukee, have never won an NBA championship. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be kind of fun to see a, a new team. Um, we're going to have Jamie Boggs in our uh, second segment here from Grand Canyon. Uh, so, of course, you have the Phoenix connection there. Uh, they did uh, pound the Nuggets pretty good four games <laughs> to zero. Uh, so I guess if I'm going to pick a team, it would be the Phoenix Suns. That's who I would pick, too. So I they're fire, just like the weather out in Phoenix. And we'll get to that a little <laughs> bit later in the next segment. Then another huge congratulations to Kat Harston, who was appointed a member of the NCAA Division I Student Athlete Advisory Committee. So she's one of 32 members that come from the different conferences uh, to kind of give guidance and provide insight as a student athlete to help make uh, decisions towards their lives at college, I guess. That's a good way to put it, I guess, but kind of a rambling part of it as well. <laughs> Yeah, Kat, uh, a swimmer at New Mexico State University, and we've had her uh, on various platforms here in the WAC. Uh, she's actually from the Denver area here, so we had her in studio last year, and what a great job she did as the WACSAC president this past year. So her term started on June 1st and concludes on May 30th of next year. Uh, but part of that, Rachel, and maybe people don't know, is that when they have these athletic director meetings, 
and they have all these topics that they vote on. Uh, there's also a vote given to the SAC president of the WAC. So she's sitting in on all these uh, legislative calls and, and in there with all the ADs. So what great experience that's been for CAD and all the people who have served in that role. You know, Megan Clavitter uh, from Chicago State was also very active in SAC and, and on the national SAC as well. But uh, congratulations to Kat, and hopefully we'll have her either on the podcast or in studio here in the next few weeks. Yes, definitely will. She has always been such a joy to sit down and talk to. I love having every conversation I've had and huge congratulations, like I mentioned again to her. And Eric, the U.S. Olympic trials have been going on. They have been so much fun to watch. And luckily, we've got two members in the WAC that are competing. Yeah, I've been watching some of the swimming and diving uh, that they had in Omaha. Uh, and that's a lot of fun, Rachel. Uh, as a broadcaster watching all the different camera angles, I'm very jealous because they have so many different things they can do at the Olympic level there. But the track and field trials will be starting up this week and a former UTRGV student athlete will be competing. That's Desiree Berge, who was a basketball player last year for UTRGV. And when I say last year, I mean 1920. She had transferred from Pittsburgh State or had uh, played for uh, Coach Lane Lord, uh, came in to, uh, as a graduate student, and then also was a national champion at the Division II level in the discus. We didn't get to see her, though, Rachel, in the discus, obviously, because yeah. of the COVID uh, outbreak and all the sports being suspended last year. But she's been keeping it up and qualified for the Olympic trials. And if she gets in the top three, gets a trip to Tokyo. That is so cool. And UTRGV isn't the only one. Grand Canyon also has a track athlete competing. Ethan Harris, who was our uh, champion in the WAC in the high jump and competed at nationals last week, finishing 17th, had already earned uh, based on a jump earlier in the year that got him into the trials. And so he just stays in Eugene, Oregon, where they had the NCAA championships. That's where they are again this week. And uh, good luck to both Ethan and Desiree. And, uh, you know, we would love to see uh, both of them in Tokyo. Absolutely. We would be cheering extremely hard if we got to see them in Tokyo. Yeah, best of luck to both of them. And then Grand Canyon, they're also adding a new softball head coach in Shannon Hayes. Shannon Hayes, who has a lot of experience in uh, softball and basketball and a lot of success. He's won a national championship at the NAI level. He's had uh, Division One success. He's had Division Two success. So he comes into GCU, and again, we're going to talk to Jamie Boggs in our next segment, but I know folks in Phoenix are very happy about him being their new softball coach. And we're excited to see what he's able to put out on the field next year already. That's going to do it for Eric and I's part, but next up, we're going to have Jamie Boggs joining us here on the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference, and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Dinner and Rachel Field joined by Jamie Boggs, the Athletic Director for Grand Canyon University. Jamie, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, summer heat over here in Phoenix. It's wonderful. <laughs> you mentioned before we started recording, 115. I can't even fathom that idea. It was 100 here in Denver, and I was just like, 
I need to stay inside the entire time. So I can't even imagine 115. Yeah. What I say is we have nine months of perfect weather out here in um, Phoenix, and this is not one of those months. <laughs> so we just have to get through three months and we're back to some of the best weather in the country. So, so true. Well, I want to talk to you first of all, just kind of this crazy year and what this has looked like. And now that we're transitioning out of it. So obviously with COVID, there were so many different changes for everything. As you start to transition out of it and hopefully going back to quote unquote normal life, what does that look like at Grand Canyon? Yeah, we are so excited to be able to get to some normalcy. And that has always been uh, kind of the uh, mentality of our university. We are moving back to normal as soon as we can, but as safely as we can. Uh, so so right now we've said to our, our, our athletics department, our president has said to our university, we are moving full force for when we get to this fall. And, and But at the same time, we are going to be very careful. We are a very data-driven university. We're going to continue to look at uh, our numbers, to look at vaccinations and rates across uh, across the state like we always have and um, we're going to get back as carefully as possible but um, we are ready to move forward just like normal like any other year. We're talking to Jamie Boggs who is the vice president for athletics at Grand Canyon University and Jamie part of the reason we wanted to have you on uh, this week in particular is recently Grand Canyon uh, won the Commissioner's Cup and that goes to the school in the Western Athletic Conference uh, with a kind of a complicated uh, point formula uh, determining the best athletics program and for the third year out of four uh, Grand Canyon wins it again so I got to imagine you're feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, we are uh, so thrilled to and honored to earn the recognition of, of the WAC Commissioner's Cup. And, you know, our student athletes have uh, worked so hard. They're so committed, not just to practice and competition, but to academics and to serving the community, to engaging with the community, all these things that they balance. And so uh, to be able to earn this uh, to the Commissioner's Cup is such a testament to all of their hard work. Uh, but it's also a testament to the commitment of our university. Uh, you know, we have a visionary president who is so supportive of of everyone across campus and has provided us with uh, some of the best facilities in the country, um, support from all of our uh, administration across campus, uh, and of course, our, our great culture um, of community. And because of that, we have an unrivaled student section with our Havocs, who are so supportive of our athletics program. And these are all things that are advantages and benefits uh, that have really helped us um, do well uh, competitively. And so I really see the Commissioner's Cup as something that the university has earned. And, and we're, of course, honored and thankful for the recognition. A huge congratulations again there, Jamie. And, you know, you had men's soccer go to the NCAA tournament. You had men's basketball go to the NCAA tournament. Baseball, the last two I mentioned, it was their first times ever. How incredibly proud are you of the athletic department and how well they handled such a tough year and to be able to have the success that they did? Yeah, it, it's been a great year for us. I think um, I think it's our most ever uh, conference championship wins. I think we had some records here. Uh, so um, I'm really proud of everyone. Again, everyone has worked so hard and it, it starts from the top down with our, our university and, and their commitment to allow us uh, to move forward. It was from the start, let's figure out some solutions to safely get us back to practice and competition. Um, and they've done that. And we were able to kind of get more than maybe other programs around the country because of that commitment. Uh, but yeah, we were so excited about men's soccer. The, the neat thing about men's soccer was, you know, we had a great regular season um, going undefeated. And then, uh, you know, we had a rough, uh, rough conference tournament, but all the 
credit to, uh, to Air, uh, Air Force for, for doing such a great job. Um, but to be able to get the at-large, it, it says so much about how much they did and how hard they worked during the regular season. So we were really excited for them. And what a great way for Coach Hyman uh, to, to kind of uh, retire and, and leave uh, the university. Um, and it was so great for our kids. They worked so hard and, and really proud of them. Um, baseball as well. Um, Coach Stakewich is a tremendous leader of his baseball program. It's funny because he is a very, uh, has a very calm demeanor, but he's also one of the most competitive and aggressive coaches I've ever been around. And so um, I'm happy for them that they were able to get to the tournament this year. And they are such a hardworking, close knit program. Um, and you know, for them, they, they've taken on the mentality of Coach Stankiewicz. So, yes, they were excited and happy uh, to earn that spot to the NCAA tournament, uh, but their eyes are on Super Regionals in Omaha. So uh, so they're ready to go for next year. They're not just, um, you know, um, basking in what happened this year, but they're ready to move forward. Uh, and Coach, uh, Coach Drew, I can't say enough about him um, and what a tremendous person he is as a coach and as a person. Um, he has really changed the culture of that of our men's basketball program. We knew we've had all the things in place to be a successful basketball program with the commitment from our university with wonderful habits, a great in-game um, in experience. And, and for him to come in and, and change the culture to a very positive Christ-centered culture, which is what he's about and it's genuine and authentic. Um, you know, we're not surprised that we were able to make it to the tournament. Uh, it was such a fun trip to go there for our entire university. Our, our Havocs uh, came along to Indianapolis and they were just phenomenal as usual. Uh, they uh, got a lot of great attention as they deserved for, for all the support and, and uh, they give to uh, our, our teams and our university. And I think they made some new fans over in Iowa as well. <laughs> so they put on a great showing as we expected. Uh, but again, that's just the start. Uh, we have really uh, big things planned for our basketball program under, under Coach Drew's leadership. Yeah, well, what a year it was for GCU. And you touched on Shellis Heinemann uh, getting to the NCAA tournament in his final year as head coach, spent 40 years coaching men's soccer. And Jamie, you bring in Leonard Griffin, a guy I believe is younger than the number of years that Shellis Heinemann was coaching. <laughs> so uh, imagine there'd be a little bit of a, a transition there. But uh, what, what did you like about uh, Coach Griffin uh, to bring him to GCU? We, we liked Coach Griffin the first time we met him. Um, he has a really great spirit about him. And when you meet him, he's so personable. And community is such a big part of our university. It's such a huge part of our culture. We could see him really connecting with our Havocs and with our student athletes. But, but um, his career um, has, is really impressive. Uh, he has been uh, to the national championships. He's won a national championship as a player. It was a tremendous player uh, while he was in college at, at UCLA. And he's also been there as a coach. So he knows how to win um, from a player development standpoint I mean he's someone who was drafted 11th I think overall in the MLS draft a great player a great coach um, but just all those intangibles as well um, you know great spirit and personality and very innovative too he kind of talked to us about how he was able to be a part of building uh, a building a fan base when uh, when he was at UCLA and just kind of the innovative things he did he got out there into the student body found a kind of a a student uh, group that that would be interested in soccer. Uh, his team went out and, and made scarves for them. But just that innovation of getting that fan base, and that's that's what we were looking for. 
those intangibles that kind of separated him from from everyone else. So we're excited about him. He's already recruiting as as he's a relentless relentless recruiter, just like our other coaches. And we're excited about uh, some of the commitments that we've already seen him get. So uh, uh, big things for the men's soccer program ahead. Not only that, but you also have a new softball coach in Shannon Hayes. What did you like about him bringing him out to GCU? Well, uh, we did a lot of research on the softball coaches and at a very thorough and exhaustive search. And uh, when, you know, Shannon Hayes, his record is just uh, unbelievable. Um, and he's won everywhere and he's won fast and he's won in two sports. So he started out, uh, he played basketball and baseball in college and also played fast pitch um, when he was growing up, fast pitch softball as well. Uh, but he has won in every, in every place, every level, and really fast. So he's one of the power five level, uh, division two NAI. He actually, uh, we thought was really neat. He started um, an NAI softball program and the very next year won the national championship. Uh, but uh, so be beyond that, what really uh, impresses about him is every single person I called, um, they were just so positive. I couldn't find anyone to say anything negative about him, but it wasn't just that it was positive. It was just such a genuine and authentic um, uh, respect for him. And even when we saw kind of to the quotes uh, that people had about him, just, uh, you know, you could see the, how much respect people had for him for winning the right way, but also just a uh, you know, very Christ-centered culture um, and his relationship with his players and, and his team. Um, so those are all the things that were really important to us. And, and he stood out to us and we're excited for, for what he's going to do with our softball program. Now, Jamie, we, we've had you on the show before, but uh, last time you were the interim uh, VP for athletics and on April 26th, uh, you got rid of the interim tag. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, my question is, uh, how does that change your position from what you've been doing the last year and a half? Uh, we've been, I've been really fortunate in that. Um, the second that I stepped into the interim role, um, I, I was getting absolute complete support from our president, from people around campus and from our staff. And so uh, they treated me as, uh, as the athletic director from day one. And because of that, we were able to get so much accomplished. I mean, think about in that interim time, uh, we went through unprecedented times with an, a pandemic, hired a, a men's basketball coach, hired a women's basketball coach, three other coaches went through uh, so many things. Um, uh, but we were all locked arm together um, on the same page, received so much support. Um, so that, I know that will continue for me. It just gives me more loyalty um, and appreciation for where I'm at and, and for our staff and our university. And so I'm just putting more pressure on myself to continue to drive us forward and push ahead and to get us where I know we can be. And that's to be one of the top mid uh, major programs in the country. Being a woman in sports, there's a lot of difficulties, I guess I will say it nicely, uh, where you may not have that respect right away. But in your years, how have you continued to see us make a step forward in the right direction? Yeah, I think um, um, visibility and representation, it matters more than it ever has. And it's, you know, I didn't realize it as I was going through my career. I, I was, I never thought of myself as a, a, a female leader. Um, I've always been one that just felt like you need to work hard, uh, serve the people you work with and as much as possible. Um, I never really thought anything of it, but as I uh, continued to kind of move up in my career, I would have a lot of people from underrepresented groups reach out to me and let me know how important it was and, and how much they, you know, looked up to what I was doing. Um, and so, um, you know, I think just continuing to be in these roles uh, to, to support um, 
women, um, underrepresented groups, working moms, um, people who are represented, it, it, to reach out to them and to continue to be there is going to be really important. But um, I take this position really seriously um, as a representative of, of moms and working moms and, and um, also as an Asian American. And, um, you know, we're I'm really fortunate to be at a place like GC. We actually have two thirds of our uh, vice presidents are female. Um, so I think not just for me being an example uh, uh, for other women and maybe underrepresented groups, but also to kind of promote GCU as an organization that supports women, which is uh, probably even more so important. Well, Jamie, again, congratulations on getting that, that interim tag removed. And, and you are a great role model for women in sports. And as we move forward, uh, wanted to see, uh, as far as uh, your attraction to that job, uh, you're from Phoenix, right? So how have you seen changes at GCU since uh, maybe you're growing up to, to what you have now and what's going to be in the future? Um, GCU moves um, at lightning speed. So uh, when I was here back in uh, back before college, when I was growing up, GCU was a very modest campus. It was maybe a few buildings, uh, but it was it always had a strong culture of uh, you know very faith based, uh, very welcoming. So so that has continued to not just stay but to grow. But as far as the actual footprint of the campus, I think we're over two hundred. We're over 230 acres now. Um, we take up a huge footprint in, in West Phoenix and um, we continue to grow significantly and we're not slowing down. So um, just in a period of uh, 10 years, uh, when our current president, his administration came here, I think in the late, uh, around 2008 or so, we had like 900 students on campus, <laughs> 900 students. And our enrollment grew to 20,000 students in less than 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and now we're kind of heading towards that 25. And we thought our goal was going to be 30, but I think we're going to get 40,000 in enrollment in, in a very short period of time. So uh, the university has grown, not just footprint rise, but as far as enrollment, Average incoming GPA, GPA 3.62 for our student body this past year. So we're just bringing in some great students. We're putting out some great leaders. And I think our brand is growing not just uh, regionally, but also nationally. So um, yeah, it's been really exciting to see because I grew up, um, our first home was about three miles from GCU. Uh, so just to see it grow and to invest in our community the way it, the way it has, I mean, I'm really part, uh, proud to be a part of, of our university. Mentioned the growth with GCU. The WAC is also growing, though, with the WAC expansion coming. And I know you're involved in a lot of talks for those types of things. And I actually read an article that says you stay up late at night and you're thinking about the future of the WAC. What was your uh, takeaways on the WAC expanding? I am so excited about the future of the WAC, uh, especially over these last few months that we've been able to meet with these new athletic directors and new presidents. They are, uh, they're visionary, they're so committed, um, and we have some great athletic directors in, in addition to the great ones we have now. But what I really like is we all have this shared vision um, and our goal is to be the premier mid-major conference in the country. And I think we have everything it takes to do that. Uh, the, the competitiveness is great. Uh, we have some really, really strong programs coming in and baseball and, and, and men's basketball, and women's basketball, and, and my goodness, um, Sam Houston with golf and Stephen F. Austin with track, uh, just tremendous jobs that they've done. And um, so I think we are really going to be a force to reckon with. We've, uh, we're competitive, but at the same time, we're very uh, collegial and collaborative. I uh, had a call with uh, Ryan Ivey from Stephen F. Austin not too, a couple hours ago when we were going back and forth on who's going to win the next WAC Commissioner's Cup. <laughs> so I think it's going to be really fun. 
done. Uh, we have these great institutions with great uh, universities in, in states that are growing tremendously between Texas and Utah and Arizona. And so our trajectory is only gonna be up from here. So we are excited about this expansion. We think it's gonna be um, great for our conference and we truly are gonna be one of the premier mid-majors uh, in the country. Well, Jamie, once again, congratulations on the Commissioner's Cup and on your new title. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to the new schools joining the WAC as well and uh, want to uh, hopefully get a little break this summer. It doesn't seem like there's going to be much of one, is there? No, but that's a good thing, right? Keeping yeah. us busy means things are going in the right direction. But thank you guys for uh, for inviting me on. It's always great to talk to both of you and appreciate all the things that you guys are doing for the, for the conference. Thanks so much, Jamie. All right, that is Jamie Boggs, Vice President of Athletics at Grand Canyon University. Thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.